Welcome to the Wake Up Call podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Hopkins. By day I work in corporate, but I have an obsession with all things personal development. So I became a life coach and started this podcast as a way to help others break free from living a life that's good on the outside and wake up to the one they actually want. When I got to my most uncertain place, all I wanted was someone to say, hey Alicia, you're a little off course and this is what you need to do. That's what I wanna be for you. This podcast is a place where I want to share my experiences and provide you with community, knowledge, and inspiration to make change in your life. Sometimes we get a little lost and need help course correcting. If this sounds like you, you're in the right place. Let this be your wake up call. Now let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I am so glad you are here for another episode of the Wake Up Call podcast. We have got a fun conversation today. And um, the reason I say it's fun is that this is a topic that's been on my mind for a while. And the relevance of it feels really palpable in the midst of COVID. But the topic is not just reserved for the way our lives are right now and the impact from COVID. So what I'm talking about is having more play in our life, an element of adventure. And I have the most perfect guest to pick apart this, this topic. And I'm so excited for the chat we're about to have. Um, my friend Leah Milton is here and I'll let her introduce herself here in just a second. But we met last year in the midst of our coach training program. And we were often in smaller breakout groups together and we connected offline. We, you know, treated coaching hours. And I was always so fascinated by Leah. Like I consider myself like I sort of have play in my life or adventure, but I'd listen to Leah's stories and I'm like, holy shit, this woman does like the most amazing things. And then Im immediately I'd shift into like, oh God, I could never do that. But I think we all need a little bit more Leah and like her spirit in our life. So I felt like, again, she is going to be such a fun guest to talk about, you know, bringing that element of play in our life and why it's so important. So Leah, I'm so glad you're here today. Would you like to say, hey, and tell us a little bit about yourself? Hello, and thank you for having me. I am so excited that we're going to talk about play. And when you reached out to me um, to have this conversation, I was so excited because I think it's something... Um, that's related and related to COVID, but it's also just kind of important in general. And it's something that um, I've had in my life and it's had a big impact. So a little bit about me. Um, I am from upstate New York originally, and I've kind of lived all over the country as well as in Latin America for a bit as well. Um, I have a background in hospitality. I also started my own business, um, a tour business, and did a lot of traveling and came back to the States and got involved in the, the beer industry. And, and that was when I started my own business and then moved into consulting and now doing account management, learning more about marketing and um, also a coach as well. Um, so I, I loved our time together when we met coaching and, and that was really an eye-opening experience. And we got to play a lot when we coach together as well. So we did, uh. we did. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just, your, your spirit is infectious and I'm, you just have got such like a lightheartedness. And when we were, you know, in advance of this, I asked you, I said, well, have you always been this way? Like, have you always just kind of had like a spirit that you think like, why not? Like, let's go do this thing. And like, where, where did that come from? Like, when did you first notice that this was something that was important in your life? Oh, that's such a great question. And it's so funny. There's been various points in my life that I can pinpoint sort of when play has been important. And then really when that shifted to kind of extreme adventure, <laughs> I think um, 
I, you know, I grew up in a pretty suburban town and in upstate New York, we had, you know, I I was a child of the eighties and nineties. You could just go out and ride your bike until dark and come home. And that was kind of the, the MO of, of all the kids in the neighborhood. And so, um, you know, summer times were just spent playing, which, which was great. But I think really, I, I spent a summer at camp when I was 14 and that really opened my eyes. It was kind of the first time I was out by myself and I was completely out of my element, you know, in the outdoors. I was not, you know, I would go out and ride my bike as a kid, but I was not outdoorsy by any means. (laughs) And so first time camping, being around other kids, not from my neighborhood. And I think that it was, it was literally only two weeks during that one summer. And I think that kind of opened my eyes to like, oh my God, there's, there's so much more out there. I want to, you know, I want to explore, you know, these kids are from everywhere. My counselors were from all over the world. So I think that kind of really opened me up a little bit. And then it wasn't until later I studied abroad in Australia and really just picked the furthest place away (laughs) from my, from my friends and family that I could. And, And I'm sure my parents were like, really, you couldn't have chosen a further place to go study abroad. But, you know, being able to travel by myself and having that freedom, I sort of equated adventure to freedom and and having that sense to play whenever I could and so that was the first two pinpoints you know when I was 14 and then again when I was 20 um, were kind of the starting points of me really getting out there and, and embracing adventure. I love that you brought up childhood memories because I think a lot about like when I've coached or when I'm just talking to people that are just kind of in a spot when they're like I don't even know what I want anymore you know just feeling kind of stuck in this like adult adulting like responsibilities and it's interesting because I often bring back the question of what did you like to do when you were a kid and it's like you can see people's energy shift you know and all the it was so simple then right and the reason I think it's so powerful to think about that is when you were a kid anything was possible right but I think part of that comes from we introduce that element of play, which sparks like creativity, possibility. And then it's like, as we get older and we think we're supposed to be like more serious and more adult and this, it's like all of a sudden play goes to the back burner. I think that that's where a disconnect starts happening, where maybe a lot of us lose possibility because we don't, we don't have that fun in our life anymore. And I'm like, it's not to say that we're all walking around without fun in our life, but I think there's a different element of fun when you're talking about things that are like, I don't know, go ride your bike, go travel somewhere you hadn't been before. I don't know, learn a new language. I mean, does that, do you see a connection with that? Absolutely. I think, you know, especially growing up, you know, in the generation that, that I did, it was very much, you know, you're going to go to high school, you're going to go to college, you're going to get a good education, get a good job. And then, you know, that's, you're going to follow this sort of track of, you know, and and I was always encouraged to follow, you know, follow my dreams and really reach for things that I wanted to do. But I think for me personally, I didn't really have, I didn't, I didn't grow up and go to college with the notion of like, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a, you know, this, that, and the other thing I didn't really know. And so I, I graduated and kind of was a little bit lost. I knew I wanted to, I lived in New York city right after college and I knew you know, I really wanted to live in the city. I wanted to, you know, have a great job. And and I was lucky enough. I graduated college in 2008, which was probably one of the worst <laughs> years to graduate college in recent times besides recently. But, right. um, you know, I was lucky to get a job and it was a great opportunity and I, I was super excited. But after a few years, I certainly 
was kind of at the the point of like, wait a minute, what happened to play? What happened to all those adventures and that I had had and that I wanted to have? And I think we're encouraged sometimes either internally or externally or both um, that, oh, we're getting too old for this. We can't do this. But for some reason, I kind of fought it. And after a few years of living in New York City, I, I decided to book a one-way ticket to South America because I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I know that's not for everybody. And that was like sort of an extreme adventure <laughs> that I ended up going on. But I think there's something to be said for really, you know, I was trying to take a look at what I was doing and I wasn't enjoying the city. I wasn't enjoying the job that I was doing. And, you know, it, I had a good salary. I lived in a fun apartment with my friends, but it just wasn't, you know, I, I wanted to explore more. And I think that spark of exploration is sometimes associated, I think, with, with that too, not only play and adventure, but just that desire to explore and see new things. And I think it can kind of be overwhelming because it's this sense of like, you know, we're, we're, I'm adulting, I'm doing these responsible things. I don't have time to go explore and do these things. That's so irresponsible. And, and that's kind of, I think, um, where we are going along the lines of that with just thinking that it's irresponsible. That's not what we should be doing. That's, I mean, you totally hit the nail on the head. Exactly. It's like these narratives, the conditioning, it's like, we're not supposed to do this. And it's like, why not? So like, I love when you said you bought a one-way ticket to Latin America, I'm like, oh my God, I would have had heart failure doing that. Like, <laughs> how, like what? And, and was that all, did you, so wait, was that why you still had your job or like you, you quit your job and did that? Like, how did that play out? That was interesting. I, so I had worked, I had two different jobs um, working in event management in the city and the first job I got totally burnt out. And then the second, so I went to a second job in an effort to kind of calm things down. But of course I got super, um, you know, it, I got a little bit bored and it, it wasn't stimulating me. And so I found myself spending time, you know, still doing my job, of course, but, you know, scrolling through travel websites and being like, oh, well, maybe I could be one of these people that just traveled, but no, I can never do that. And it was, it took me over six months to really, to pull the trigger and book a flight. And, um, and I signed up for a program, so I didn't do it totally. I, I felt that I was covering my bases. I signed up for a Spanish program. I signed up for, you know, living in a situation where I would be in an apartment. I had that all kind of set up. So the first travel experience was like, okay, maybe I'll dip my toe and um, see what it's like. But I did end up, I, I remember that day going into my boss with my letter of resignation and I was so nervous and um, just because I thought it was crazy what I was doing a little bit. And so I'm like, what is my boss even going to say when I tell her I'm leaving work to go travel South America? And I was like shaking. And, you know, of course her reaction was like, we're going to miss you, but oh my God, what an opportunity. And she was so excited. And I think, I think we think that people are going to have certain reactions when we make these decisions to, to put ourselves first and go do these exploration adventures. Um, but then, you know, you might be surprised. And, and I was shocked. I couldn't believe she had that reaction. I thought she was going to just be like horrified and upset. So it, it was just interesting that it turned out to be the opposite. It's, I actually heard, I found myself writing notes because I heard two things and you talking <laughs> about that. And one is, I think it's so cool. I think you doing that trip represents kind of like an acknowledgement or honoring like something that was true to you. Like inside you felt, you felt the desire, right? Because you would be scrolling travel sites. So 
I, I think the reason I share this is, is that regardless of, you know, whoever's out there listening, if travel's not your thing, like, I think the principle is the same. You felt something tugging at you, like some, something in you spark to do that. And, you know, we, we dismiss, we rationalize, but at the end of the day, you honored it. And that was truly like in an alignment with something that you value. And I think so many of us have things that inner knowing the voice, whatever, trying to tell us something. And we, we come up with the, oh, I could never do that. What about my job? What about this? We, we list all the reasons why not when, when we acknowledge those feelings, I actually think that's like the truest alignment, like the the best thing we could be doing, because that's, that's who we are, like deep inside, like listening to it. And then I also thought too, when you were mentioning your boss's reaction, because it was almost like, I think people almost have like a jealousy of like, wow, I could never do that. Like, it's like, we, we, we think that, I don't know, like someone else can do these things, these dreams, these wild ideas, but like, it's not meant for us. And like, it's, that's again, I think the narratives, the conditionings, the shoulds, all that stuff, you know, and I just, I think it's so cool that you really acted on something that was inherently important to you. And it sounds like it's really been like, whether or not that was what really like, I don't know, like made it confirmed it in your life. But like I, now I, from, from what I know of the, you know, the stories you've shared with me, like you've always brought that forward. You still keep adventure like in your life. And I wanted to kind of segue. So when we knew each other last year in coaching, coach training, you were at that time, right? And our coach training ended kind of, I mean, COVID was popping up, but when we last kind of like concluded our training together, tell everybody like what you were preparing to do. Like where was Leah was living in Asheville at the time, but where were you about to be living? Yeah, we ended, I think our last coaching training, there's a really loud bird outside. I think it's very appropriate. It's very appropriate. When we got ready to record, Leah's like, I'm outside. Is it too loud? I said, no, this is like so perfect for, you know, talking about adventure and play. She's sitting outside. I love it. So you'll hear birds and I think it's great. Um, Yeah, so we ended our coaching mid-February, and I was getting ready to give up um, my apartment in Asheville with my partner, and we were going to move to Nicaragua. Um, We, I had been doing, I, I had been doing some consulting and and some part-time work, and um, he had been working remotely, and, and we both were kind of itching for adventure. And, you know, I was really excited to complete coaching training and had all these crazy big ideas of, of what we were going to do. And, and I had spent a lot of time in, in Central America and Nicaragua in particular. And so I really wanted to take him down there and, and see if we could make it work down there. We really, you know, we didn't have too much of a plan. We, <laughs> we were going to kind of go down there. Um, I was going to still keep my consulting job and, and work remotely and, um, you know, we planned to do that on March 1st. Uh, we left Asheville. I think we left Asheville on March 10th um, and drove down to Florida where, where we had some family. And in that weekend that we drove down, it was sort of that weekend when the country just shut down. Um, and so we kind of stopped in our tracks and we had to cancel our flights and, you know, stayed with family. And, and at that point, it was still the beginning of COVID. I think nobody was really sure how long it was going to last. But I think in that week span time when we went from Asheville to Florida and basically we're told, okay, you had all these big, crazy plans and now you cannot do them. And so, um, it really, it, it was devastating. 
I mean, I can only imagine. And it's like, I think so many of us, right? We had these thoughts, these plans of last year, like we're all going about our, our lives and then we get this major curveball. But I feel like you really experienced it on another level as far as, I mean, you were literally going to be leaving the country and that came to a halt, you know, and you had to pivot at that point and be like, oh my gosh, like wh- where do I go from here? And when we talked in advance of this, you mentioned last year, you almost, you, I think you phrased it that you had to grieve like that, it, that that experience wasn't going to happen. And I think so many of us can relate to that. Like we, there was a huge element of our lives that just we lost last year. And, and I think that we've also gained a lot of perspective and there's things we learned and there are silver linings to it. But what did that feel like for you as far as, right? Like talking about this adventure, this, you know, super cool thing that y'all had, even though you said maybe like all elements of it weren't ironed out. I mean, you had a plan that you were, you were going there and, you know, you had intentions of what you're going to be doing. So what did that feel like when you did have to pivot? Like when it was, because it really was taken you no longer had a choice in it. Like the choice was made for you. Absolutely. You, you have been on the head that time. Um, just this past year, I think in general, you know, like you were saying, a lot of the choices were made for us and, and just kind of where we were going to be, what we were going to be doing. But it's interesting. I think, um, you know, I, we were still able to, to work and, and, and that was, and that was lucky. So in that sense, it wasn't, grieving for the situation that we were in. We were, we were very lucky to be, to have family to stay with. And, um, but I think at the beginning it was sort of so bizarre that I don't, I think we were just in shock of just kind of like, what's going on? Where, what are we doing? We were supposed to go here. We're kind of in a holding pattern for now. And, um, so I think the first couple months was just sort of like, okay, we're in lockdown. We've got our routine. We're just kind of going to wait this out. Um, so I actually don't think the grieving really started until over the summer, probably when it was like the realization of, okay, this is not just a couple months thing. This is something that's going to be real, real for, you know, the foreseeable future, as far as I'm concerned. And so um, it was, it really was, it was devastating. It was just kind of, you know, that feeling of loss, that feeling of, where do we go from, from here? What, what is our plan? What do we want to do? Um, I think, <laughs> I think for some people that initial part in COVID, you know, I, you'd see all these articles of people like how to be productive during this downtime. And all I could think of was like, Oh my God, how do these people have the mental stamina to just be productive during this time? I'm just like mentally exhausted from, mm-hmm. you know, just thinking about what we're going to do next, where we're at, where we're going. And so, it, it was just a feeling of total, total loss and confusion and frustration um, that kind of evolved into grief. And I think the grief started happening actually more recently and kind of looking to, towards the future and kind of um, where we are going to go next. And so, um, yeah, it was like an evolving door of, of emotions. <laughs> totally. And well, and what I also think too is, is that all the while in this kind of like, holy shit moment, what's going on? you also are having like this element of you that does spark so much in you of like the play, the adventure that's been taken away. And so I just think about even, you know, right. The, in the spirit of our coaching, we did whole person centered coaching. And that was an element of Leah is expressed through adventure play, like, you know, having these, these experiences. So 
truly there's a part of you. I mean, it is a loss, but it's, it also creates an imbalance that you're having to figure out how do you, how do you counter counterbalance that? And like, how do you find new ways to express that part of you? And I think that was something that was really hard for those of us out there that really appreciate travel and, you know, more than just like, right. Everyone's vacation plans got blown up or, or whatever. But I mean, I think there are so many other people out there that valued travel and it got taken away. And then of course it has a ripple effect on everything in us compounded by the fact of a freaking pandemic that is locking down our country, you know? So, so I imagine at some point you had to start figuring out different ways to express and bring forward that part of you. So how did you find new ways to bring an element of, of play exploration into your day-to-day amidst, you know, COVID? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the first thing that we did, I mean, we, we were staying with family in, in central Florida and I had never really explored Florida before. It, um, I didn't really have much reason to, to come to Florida before, um, before recently. And so um, just exploring things that I don't think even knew existed, just kind of local areas. We ended up, uh, I remember last spring, we ended up going, finding all the local farms and like picking vegetables and fruit and um just kind of making that a part of our routine. And, you know, we can go to the grocery store, but we can also go to the farm and pick our own vegetables and just kind of make that, you know, it's outside. We don't have to worry about being around, you know, tons of people. And um, so on a day-to-day basis, it was a lot of that in the beginning. And, um, you know, Zooming with friends, I know it's it's kind of gotten, you know, mentally exhausting in, in the year of just like, okay, we're ready to see people. But that was something that kept me going too. And, and I actually was able to reconnect with a lot of friends that um, I hadn't spoke to in years. And so that was kind of um, exciting. And then, you know, we were in Florida for a couple of months and then we both kind of decided, you know what, we can't have an inter- international adventure, but we're both working remotely and, and, you know, let's take advantage of that. So we ended up spending the summer and into the fall kind of on an East coast tour of, of seeing family. Um, you know, we spent, we've spent more time with our families in the last year than we have in the last lifetime. So, yeah. um, it was an adventure in itself. I got to spend the summer, uh, with my, uh, one-year-old nephew, um, and, and, you know, hanging out with him in New York, we spent some time in Maine with our, our other relatives and just, you know, places that I hadn't planned on exploring, but, you know, I got to spend some time in my hometown um, and spend time with my mom. You know, I haven't lived near my mom since I was, you know, 18. And so we were able to to have these little mini adventures and explore our hometowns and show each other our hometowns as well. And so I think, you know, at the time, I didn't really think about it as an adventure, but it absolutely was. And so just having those, you know, moments of, you know, we road trips and learning how to navigate. I mean, we were the first people out of all of our friends. We were telling people how to road trip <laughs> during COVID because we're like, we have our gloves, we have our sanitizer, we got a, you know, a bandana that we're, you know, at the gas station, we put the glove on and <laughs> it was just learning how to, how to do that and just kind of making it, making it fun. So it, yeah. it sounds like you had like a really beautiful reframe in it. Like at some point you, y'all had to choose to make an empowered decision of, okay, like, while maybe this doesn't look, travel doesn't look the way it used to, what can we repurpose? And I also thought it was really cool when you said like exploring things you didn't even know existed around you. I mean, hello, I think all of us could probably relate to that of we get so focused on thinking that 
travel and, um, I don't know, exploration has to be represented by somewhere so far away. And don't get me wrong. Like I still have a lot of really far away places I want to travel to, but there are places in my own backyard that I don't even know existed, which I think it's kind of a cool thing that we've all, you know, many of us have had that realization too, and are learning more about like, where is the fun that is actually like in our own backyard, you know? And, and I think we overlooked that before. I think that's something we overlooked so many things that were right before us in the past, but, you know, I just think that's really cool that you, you found that, you know, and, and you repurposed how you found play again. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I had no idea these sort of little hidden gems in, in the middle of Florida, you know, that, that was just something I would have never explored. And so I think, you know, even when we were staying in my hometown, just discovering hikes that were in the area or, you know, farms or outdoor places and yeah, just exploring, even if it's going somewhere for an hour or just, you know, sitting outside or trying a new food or cooking something new and, um, and just taking the pressure off. I think that ultimately was Mm. something, you know, I I know I mentioned it before, just kind of the, the pressure to kind of do all these amazing things and do, you know, use this time wisely and, you know, find out your purpose, you know, during COVID. But I think it was giving myself grace to just focus on surviving. And I think that's what a lot of people kind of, I think we ought, me included, we kind of missed that. It's kind of like, we're, we're in a crazy time, you know, let's focus a on survival and making sure that we're mentally healthy before we <laughs> go and, you know, have all these other things that we're going to put on ourselves. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. I I definitely think last year served as like a major recalibration from like a mental health perspective for, well, I think it brought forward like things that people hadn't recognized in themselves and then also created opportunities for some, I know me included, like I did a lot of introspection and like kind of dealing with some stuff that was always below the surface, but before you didn't have to face it, you know, but, um, I love that you, so, so thank you for touching on that piece. But, and, and I also love though, that you listed, and I didn't want it to get lost because there are little ways that we can still bring this introduction of like new ideas and new things in our lives. Like, like when you talk about, you know, trying a new recipe or I don't know, I just, I think there's simple ways that we can bring like an element of fun and, and something that's out of the ordinary of like just the humdrum grind of, you know, the, the work week or whatever, you know, and like, what are some other ways that you've found, like what do you, either, whether in your experience or maybe even people that you've coached with, like, what are ways that you've been able to bring forward, like simple things that end up having like a big impact? Yeah, totally. I think, you know, it's, especially with a lot of people working from home now, it can get very tedious. You know, you're in the house all day, and then when the weekend comes, it's kind of, when the evening comes, you know, you just want to get out of the house. And so it can literally just be as simple as getting out of the house for, at first and foremost. I think that's overlooked. And now, you know, I know a lot of people live in seasonal areas. And so the wintertime, that wasn't totally possible. But, you know, even when, when you can, just stepping outside and, you know, taking a walk or, you know, looking up, sort of going visiting a a local landmark or taking a drive, um, just getting yourself out of the house and moving. I think movement is a huge thing. Um, there is, I'll do a a plug for it's called this program called daybreaker. Um, and they did these virtual dance parties every Saturday during the pandemic. Um, 
they offer different programs now that you can you can pay for. And um, they used to do live dance parties in the morning in New York City. And so they started doing them virtual. So all summer, you know, I my sister-in-law and I would just on Saturdays just get up and dance around. And just it was this fun couple hour long, you know, party atmosphere. And, and they do some meditation sometimes. So just really moving around, um, getting on your bike. Um, I, I just think movement is so important. I think that's, you know, moving the body, especially if you're sitting still all day is, is definitely step one to introducing play. A hundred percent. I love daybreaker. That's I had never, I've never heard. Okay. Now I'm going to have to look into that. Cause that's, <laughs> I've never heard of that, but you're so right. I do think that there's I personally believe movement is medicine and literally, I mean, this is super tangible as far as last, last night, you know, it was Friday evening, long week, exhausted. I literally just wanted to lay on the couch, but something in me just said, you know what, go put on a podcast, take a 20 minute walk. And it was a right. Anyways, I did it. And it was a walk that wasn't, I think sometimes we um, equate movement as it has to be this like sweat producing, like exercise. And I think just like, there's something about movement outside, just energetically speaking. I think there's a lot of, um, benefits from that, but it, I mean, I ended up going on like a 25 minute walk and I came back like a new human, you know? So, and, and from there, I was able to be more open in my experience of the night, like whether it was, you know, I had a few just like personal projects I ended up working on. I think I was just a, a more enjoyable person to be around. Generally speaking, you know, like Marcus came home from work and, you know, engaging in conversation, but had I not shifted that energy, you know, it's like you just inherently, it's like, you just want to stay in that tire. You, you don't want to exert the energy, but it's so worth it. And I, I, I see that connection of movement to opening your mind, changing your state, like all of it's so important. So you definitely feel like movement is like a big piece of bringing play into your life. Yeah. Movement. And also, I mean, I've been kind of, we kind of, we started kind of, we were pretty healthy before the pandemic in terms of eating and we just eat a lot of like clean foods and, and whatnot. But I think giving myself permission to, you know, cook some loaded nachos on a Sunday or just, you know, do something like I'm really craving cookies or a chocolate cake and just kind of going for it. Um, and, and I think just giving yourself permission to enjoy things that maybe you wouldn't have indulged, you know, in the past, but I think this past year has just sort of been so tough. It's kind of like, give yourself a break and, and yeah. enjoy the little things that make you, whatever that is, you know, whether it's going outside or cooking something fun or, you know, I, I know for some people it is just kind of having that moment to lay down and just reflect um, and, you know, and do nothing and just be still, you know, it's, it's really just about giving yourself that permission, but, you know, it's, it's bringing it back to, to childhood too. I know we talked about this before, but um, if you have, if you have any children in your life, whether it's your own, it's your nephew, it's your friend's kids, I'm sure you can all think of somebody that, you know, that has a kid, just call them, FaceTime them and put the kid on the phone because it will immediately <laughs> make you that. laugh and make you smile. Um, and I think that, it's been such a fun thing to, to call my friends that have kids and, and my nephew and niece and nephews and niece and just um, have them laugh on the phone. And even if it's just a quick five minute call, just to see, you know, kids, especially in that young age, I mean, they don't really know kind of, I mean, I'm sure they're aware of what's going on, but it's so different and they're just so blissfully, you know, mm -hmm. in the world and hanging out. And so just getting that little kid energy too is something that was, has definitely been kind of a, a helpful tip in my life. <laughs> 
I love that. And I like too, that you touched on some other examples that like, so we, right. You can see a literal tie to movement as far as like riding a bike, you know, I don't know, going on a skateboard, like whatever, like movement in your body associated with an, like play, but there, there are other ways to bring in play, you know, even as you mentioned, like cooking a dish, like making the nachos, like that's that, I don't know. It's just an element of something that's different and out of your ordinary. And I think that sometimes that's what play is too, is just something that's different than your ordinary, like shake it up. Don't say, don't stay so rigid and committed to, you know, I'm guilty of that. And I think a lot of it comes down to control is like, I, I feel like my days have to play out in a certain way. And if they don't, I can get in my head and this, that, the other. And right there, it's like a warning sign to me of, okay, you need to lighten up a little bit. Like recently I came out of this stretch of I can't even, I I don't, I was just in my head a lot doing a lot of future thinking. And it was probably like a two week funk that I felt so flipping serious in my life. And I finally got to a point and I, I had this thought, like it literally popped in my head that I said, you need a vacation from yourself. And, and I just needed to stop thinking so much. And I think that that's what play does. And play can be a variety of things. You know, you've, you've given us some like really great tangible things that are, not only simple, but, you know, I think sometimes too, we fall into this, people will say that almost attaching like a monetary value, like an adventure is some big expensive vacation. And while don't get me wrong, I would love that. But if we're only reserving it for that, then we're missing out on the things that are right in front of us that can bring that, that playful lightheartedness that quite honestly, I think my intention of even talking about this topic is, is that it's all about the mindset. And I think, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably type A, a high achiever, you know, and at the end of the day, we're looking to, to create certain outcomes in our life. But if we don't bring in this element of play and creativity, I think we're limiting ourselves. And I also would say we need to challenge like, what is our definition of success? Like if we are so serious all the time, but miserable inside, like Leah, I think you've really found this beautiful recipe of like, pursue the things professionally that you want, but not at the expense of yourself, you know, and and what's most important to you. I think that you've got such a strong compass with that. And I love that. Yeah, that's something I definitely, I struggled with it when, you know, I was so excited. And when I, when I quit my job to go travel, that was in 2012. And then I pretty much took the next two and a half years on and off to, to travel around Central and South America. And, you know, coming back to the, coming back to, to the States and, you know, I, I wanted to be closer to family. I missed, you know, I was kind of sick of the transient lifestyle. I, you know, people always coming and going, um, but coming back was tough. I mean, I took a, a tour guide job for the season when I got back, but then after that was over, it was kind of like, well, I guess I should, you know, get a real job now. And that definitely, and, and I didn't, you know, get sort of a desk job at the time. I, I didn't end up doing that, but there's definitely a bit of insecurity. I think I've always had with sort of feeling like I needed to have this certain type of, of job and that certain type of thing. And so I've, I've definitely struggled with it. Um, feeling like, oh, you know, I shouldn't be doing this or I, I could do something better or, or different. Um, but, and in and, and coming back from traveling and applying to different jobs, I mean, at the, I think now things are a little bit different. This was about eight years ago, um, before people were really even working remotely, or this was kind of even a thing. 
Um, but companies really, they, they saw that I took two years off to, to travel and, and that was kind of looked at as not necessarily a benefit. Whereas I think now it's treated a little bit differently, but it, it was tough. It was tough to have companies, you know, look at that and say, you know, just kind of ignore all the experience I had before I went traveling in, in the work life and, and really not see that travel was in itself and uh, an asset to, to my you know, my talents as a worker. And so, um, yeah, it's definitely something I've struggled with, but I think ultimately, um, yeah, you know, you have to do it. What's gonna, what's gonna make you happy. And, and if that means, you know, that you earn a great paycheck while doing it, awesome. You know, as long as you, it, it's whatever, it's whatever's to you. And, and we all have different values. And I think that's where we kind of all tend to get stuck is that we hear one thing coming in our, in our ear and it just sticks with us. Um, and I, I think, you do, you kind of have to take a vacation from that <laughs> and step back and think about what do I really want to do? How does that translate into a, a job that will give me the freedom that I want? But, uh, and it takes time, you know, it's, it's a work in progress for sure. It's not something, you know, if it happens immediately, great. But um, I think, I think a lot of people are, you know, not happy in what they're doing during their, their day jobs and, and that translate into their time off and their spare time. And, and so I think, bringing that element of play into your life in all aspects is, is important for your, for your mental stability as well. You, I mean, I, I say so much yes to this and I appreciate your vulnerability (laughs) because I think you're saying the things that a lot of us are too afraid to vocalize and verbalize. Like we just have this wiring that we always think we have to be doing something better or more or this at the expense of ourselves. And you know, while different scenarios, I relate to what you're saying because I look in my life and a lot of the things like always striving for what I perceived was supposed to be this like better job or more money or this. And I did it at the expense of myself, which, you know, it manifested into, you know, real bad anxiety. And it was, it was a rough time in my life. And I know now it's because I wasn't honoring what was actually really important to me. And I think it is. I think you're, you're, you're so right in saying like, it's this balance because when we step into doing more things that make us feel like ourselves, it's almost like then there's this like byproduct of shame of, but it doesn't look like the narrative of what we think it's supposed to. And guess what? There's a reason why we have a mental health crisis in our country is because we have a whole lot of people doing things that they think they're supposed to do rather than what they are meant to do what they should do. Oh, I just said should, that's wrong. But like what they're designed (laughs) to do, right? Like instead of this bullshit of keeping up with everybody else and what's normal. And like, I think that last year that challenged a lot. And I love that, you know, exactly what you said of almost now, your travel was an asset. Like you taking two years off, you probably gained more life experience that translate into the workforce. Like you, you brought forth different perspectives that, you know, maybe had you just stayed in a traditional, like this path of I'm going up the next rung of the ladder, like you wouldn't be bringing forth the same things that you do now, you know? And, and I just, again, I just really applaud you for being vulnerable with that because I think a lot of us are struggling with that and feeling like we have to do something rather than what feels true and like authentic to ourselves. And I just think that's a really cool thing that you, and and even as you said, like you still have like a struggle with it at times, but it sounds like you choose to honor that and like continue to bring that part of you forward, which is awesome. 
Yeah, that's, I mean, that's my favorite part about coaching. And, and when I talk to people that are kind of at that point where they're stuck of, you know, of kind of like, this is where I'm at. This is where I want to be. I just don't know how to get there. And I don't yeah. think I can get there. And just watching, watching them evolve and watching them get there and, and realizing that these barriers maybe aren't barriers after all, you know, maybe they're just kind of mental barriers. Um, you know, I, I have a really co- close relationship with my mom and she, she knows everything that's going on, you know, in my life. And so I'll, you know, call her struggling with something and she'll just, her response, you know, which I know a lot of people would say that she, you know, she's like, what's the worst that's going to happen? I know we all hear it, but it, I, you know, I'll say that to myself sometimes. It's like, okay, take a step back, Leah. What literally, what is the worst that's going to happen if you make this decision or you make that decision or, or whatnot. And, you know, a lot of times it's really, okay, this is the worst that would happen. Then what? you know, is that gonna, is that the end of the world? Um, and, and only you can make that decision, you know, when you're thinking about it. But I think putting it into that perspective of just kind of, you know, in talking with people that I've coached, you know, what, what would happen if you went for, for that, for that dream job? What would happen if you moved here or, you know, got outside and did this thing? Um, you know, it's kind of like, what's the worst that would happen, but then also what's the best that could happen? Um, which I don't think we think about enough. That right. I had goosebumps all over my body when you said that. I'm like, oh, that was so good. So freaking good. Thank you for bringing that forward. And, and I got to ask you, so, okay. So think about no more COVID restrictions. Like what is the next adventure you are dying to do? Like, what can't you wait for? Um, I will say we, we are planning to, to take a little bit of like a, a break and a vacation and we are going, we are going to Puerto Rico Yay! in a few months, which will be good. Um, but other than that, I am dying to get, have my butt kicked on a really big mountain. I, I just haven't climbed in such a long time and I haven't gone on, you know, I've done some hiking, you know, in the last year or two, but I just, I haven't done the type of hiking that, that truly just like fuels me in such a long time. So I'm dying to just go out to the Rockies and just crush it on a really big peak and just feel like sweat and feel awful, but amazing at the same time. That's, I mean, that's when I feel that's, that's my glow point when I'm like glowing. <laughs> I love it. Your glow point. And I think that each and every, point. each and every person listening to this, like, I think there's power and like visualizing and right. I think it can be helpful to help us not feel so stuck in our current reality is like, everyone should be thinking about like, what's your next big adventure, big adventure. You can't wait, or just adventure. I'm not even going to like attach like big on it. Just what's an adventure. That's going to be so fun. I think it's good for us to like, start thinking forward, start dreaming, you know? And Leah, I just thank you so much for this conversation. I think it was very fun, right? No pun intended. (laughs) Um, But how do people get to know more about you? How do people connect with you? Like maybe they're bouncing off, like they want to know how they can bring more adventure forward in their life. Like how can people connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I am Leah Milton coach on Instagram and Leah Travelista is my personal Instagram as well, <laughs> which has, so we can see your uh, adventures. So you can see, <laughs> so you can see the adventures. Um, and Leah.Milton at gmail.com. Shoot me an email. Um, love to hear from anyone that that's looking for adventure or bringing play into your life. Um, you know, always willing to talk about it and, and, uh, 
help you create that for yourself. So. I love it. And guys like connect with Leah. She's got some, I remember even from um, when we were in our coaching program, just ideas of things and programs, you know, all related around adventure. So I think she's got some big things, you know, up her sleeve that um, definitely connect with her, get to know her, you know, she's just a great fun person. So I really appreciate everyone listening. Leah, thank you for the conversation today. I think we're all walking away with, you know, both small and big ways that we can bring adventure into our life and just understanding the importance of it to help bring that light, fun, creative energy into our life that ultimately leads to more satisfaction and fulfillment. So I really appreciate the dialogue and guys, thanks for tuning in. And I can't wait to connect with you on a future episode. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to the Wake Up Call podcast. If you liked what you heard today, I would love for you to subscribe and leave a review. It takes just a few minutes and does wonders for helping other people find the podcast. If you want to connect outside of the podcast, you can do so by following at Alicia D. Hopkins on Instagram. And if you really liked the episode you just listened to, do me a favor. Would you screenshot the episode and tag me? I would love to see what's resonating with you. Thank you for joining me today. And I hope today's episode helped you to see that you can wake up to the change that's possible in your life. 